What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Masters of Sport. I'm here with my two-time world champion co-host, Earl yeah. Coco. Hi, Earl. Hey, what's up, Dane? How's it going? I was telling Dane how... I don't know when this is coming out, but Elden Ring just came out, and I've been losing hours of my life to it. My wife, like... I'm, I was just going to say, dude, if, if I sat if I sat in front of the TV... Yeah. Dude, Caitlin just rips me up, like... If, oh I, my. if I go, we, we when the Olympics were going on, yeah, she's like, yeah, you can watch as much as you want, dude. After like an hour and a half, she'd be all right, enough. Like, what are you gonna do, <laughs> something else? dude? It's the freaking Olympics, man. <laughs> no, I at least have agency in the game. You, like, I'm not completely passive. Like, this is coming. Like, I'm controlling the player character and going for it. And these games are hard. From software games are hard. Like so, you have to persevere through, if you will. Yeah. I know it sounds crazy. For, it's a video uh, game, yeah. but like you have to put in work. <laughs> I don't know. I feel almost like I was so on like a, worked? a weekend binge. Oh, geez. but I binged a video game. Like, dude, I feel that right now from freaking this past weekend. Well, coaching indoors, right? Yeah, you just had that. I feel like, and then traveling. Yeah. Waking up on four hours of sleep. I I wanted to tell you something I'm proud of. I, I went a whole weekend with the throwers. I didn't drink. Good job, Dane. Yeah, I'm really proud of myself. I'm glad you're growing up. You're almost 40. <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin said that. She's like, so now things that you're proud about are you went five days without drinking around throwers? Like, <laughs> wow, that's pretty good. That's some, like, force of will. Like... <laughs> I hear throwers are pr- like that's like their thing. It reminds me probably of what I imagine offensive linemen are like too. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Um, yeah, or at least some. I, I just chill. Just like hanging out, chilling, yeah. just getting hammered. But they're gigantic people, so it's like uh, yeah. it's like the on. You ever see the picture of Andre the Giant holding a beer can? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I think of all <laughs> yeah. like NFL <laughs> offensive linemen. I was in. Was I anything? No, I was in uh, like a chain box bookstore the other day and there was this person there noble or something yeah borders yeah i wasn't gonna say which one but yeah it was something like that and there was this massive man there and i was like and he looked kind of young so i was trying to decide i was like if that dude is like 16 or 17 he better be playing football because just off the size and the way he's built like someone would offer him a scholarship and just be like let's see what can happen here I had no idea, but it was just... How old do you think he was? He could have been as young as 15, as old as 24. Oh, that's a tough one. Like, because he's so big, it's yeah. tough to tell sometimes. Yeah. But, like, he, his face had, like, that youthfulness to it. So, and it was, I don't know, it was like... I'm but then he's so big, in. you're like, well, he's got to be 25 because of how yeah. big he is. You're like, well, he is only... 17 he just happens to be six, and who seven. knows like i didn't know this person at all it was just some random stranger like yeah. and i was just like man dane i have a, a question for you okay but first i'm, I'm gonna pre- i'm gonna preface it with a little story oh geez so <laughs> i enjoy squatting i think squatting is like might be like it's in my top three favorite lifts can i point out that you and I are both terrible squatters, but for some I'm reason... I'm really bad. For some reason, I also really like squatting. I love Even squatting. Even everybody mocks me and makes fun of me, I like doing it. I have, like... I don't want to say I have weak legs, because, like, I'm just not... I don't squat a lot. Yeah, yeah. Like, 
compared to really strong people, yeah, I'm weak. I get yeah, it. Right. But they also can't run 10Ks and then go squat what I can <laughs> on the same day. There's other people that can probably do more. Anyway, but I also like snatching. And snatching I was reasonably good at yeah. for my age, not necessarily for my weight class. I think you're above reasonable. Yeah. However. I wouldn't say elite. I would say yes. excellent. I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take that. Although you did have the American record, so maybe that means it is. Yo, in all fairness, before you go on, there's probably only been like you, Bonnick, and like one other dude, maybe. I mean, who else would have snatched what you snatched? Yeah. That was a master. There's Someone had it before me, but I smoked that one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Who and else? that wasn't even the most so, I snatched in competition either. So technically, that would be elite. Yeah, I actually snatched more... At a weighing less, because when it was the, 94, before it was 96, I weighed in at 92 and snatched three kilos more. Yeah, okay. That was when I was a professional athlete, because I got a $40 check for the... <laughs> That's like yeah. my uh, professional hay bale throwing career. <laughs> nice. I got a $4 check. Oh. Winning the, I won the Oli Valley Fair uh, <laughs> hay bale toss. <laughs> All right, but the one lift that I like sort of adore and out of nowhere got decent at it is a strict press and a push press yeah to the point where when i was like i'm kind of sick of o lifting like all the time you gave me a specific day called press fest day yeah and it was all centered around creating Those programs were legit yeah i know those are really good programs dude my arms would get so pumped <laughs> i remember there was sets of like you'd like do like some type of like a tele extension and then the net You'd have a banded movement for like 31 to 37 reps, and I'd just be like <laughs> dead. Like the range would – sometimes it would be listed 23 to 37 reps, yeah. and by the third set, like if you went for the 37 on the first time, you were smoked. Like yeah. it was just like, what am I doing? And by then, you're like, I want to get home. So you're not – like you're the rest is like done with. Yeah. You're like, oh, that's been about 45 seconds. Let's try this Dude, again. I haven't looked at those programs in – Probably over a year. At least. Maybe two. Man, those were... Dude, there was like seven or eight of those. Well, I ended up... Remember, with the quarter bounce, I ended up strict pressing 109 kilos. Yeah. Like, I did a little bounce. Like, if you watched the CrossFit games, Camille LeBlanc... Yeah, just a was, little. ...was doing that little bounce, yeah, and then they started no-repping her. It's, it's not like a... It's just basically to create a stretch reflex yeah, yeah, for the like movement. A little, a little cheat. Um, But I've also done... Like 105 without that sheet too. Well, I was gonna say that's still that's still like 240. Yeah, and I was I think I was like 90 kilos at the time, maybe yeah, or something good. like I don't know. It's not world class, like it's not relative, but still, I was I loved it. Yeah, and push pressing, and then like my handstand push ups, I love doing that. I have a video <laughs> of me doing a dump. I think it's like 17 and a half, 19 and a half inches on parallettes with them stacked up. Oh, that's cool. Doing a strict handstand push-up on it. And it was yeah. like, it looked like I should have went for a triple. Anyway. Why, did, why didn't you? I don't know. Because I wanted to do one. And like the fact I did one. Because when you do that, you're like all in this weird yeah, position. Yeah, it gets a little over overkill. Yeah, you're almost like in a push-up that has, but you're. It almost just go to your Yeah, armpit. Yeah. The, how do I say it? The range of motions ridiculous yeah. like what it asks out of you like maybe a wrestler that would be superb yeah. fork all right so my long-winded way of saying i like to strict press as a favorite <laughs> lift dane what is your favorite lift and you can't say bicep curls 
Oh shit! And if you do, you have to be specific about which one, because we know it's by. Well, Does it I, have to be one specific lift. I like. Can they? You can tell a little narrative around it, but try to narrow it to like. So just one lift. Yeah. For me personally, or for athletes. And it can't. No, for you. I don't. We don't care about the athletes yet. Dude, I always, I always like to snatch. What? Doesn't it like tilt because your one elbow does it better? Yeah, now it does. I can't uh. do it anymore. Oh. Uh. But I always, I would snatch like five days a week. I always like front squat. I always like back squat, bench press. I thought you were going to say bench press. Yeah, I mean, I was trying to like be a little more unpredictable. Oh. Uh. But like. Snatch was, you are super like wiry. It, it's silly how athletic you are when you move <laughs> dude i have a video of me snatching like 138 um this is probably like the last year i could snatch and it's so slow off the floor it's me when i'm like 29 30 years old uh-huh. actually it might have been over 30 and i snatched it it looks everything's as slow as hell and i but like it gets to my hip and i'm just like smash Nice. So I I would say, I think snatch always helped me feel more athletic. And dude, I always say if you just snatched and you just benched, dude, you could do that as an athlete in high school. If you did that four days a week, you would be a better athlete. Yo, like you would be a freak. I feel like that needs to be experimented on somebody. <laughs> somebody here at the gym. Like, hey, hey, for the next six months, we're gonna do four days a week snatch and bench, but we're just gonna. Every day is a slightly different. It's yeah. just a little different. See what happens. Someone at home, give it a try. Yeah, dude, it, it would work. Three months, six months, let us know how it goes. Yeah. Take be- notes, video it, <laughs> document one, it. There's a YouTube channel where the guy's been back squatting every day for like, he's on like day 800. Yeah, and I've seen that one. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's like something similar to that. I feel like it's, I love the idea but I can't get into those videos, me, because he. It's just like, look at me warming up. Here's me hitting the thing. Yeah, and it, and it gets. It's. I, I don't think it's whatever what the guy wants to do, but it, yeah, yeah, it's sort of similar. I sort of feel that way. No, not like thinking basketball, which is my new favorite YouTube. I haven't checked that out yet. I know that yeah. and summoning salt. You need to look at. Yeah, I do need to look at that. I tell Dane to look at summoning salt and thinking basketball for anyone out there because they're analytical things. So summoning salt analyzes world record speed runs and video games and the technical breakdown and the stuff they visually look at and like talk about, I think is right up his like technical mindset alley. Yeah. And then thinking basketball is all from an analytics standpoint of like stats and how the stats apply to like assess players and, it's just this like really scientific like It reminds me the when when you describe it, it reminds me of, like sabermetrics with uh okay. with moneyball with baseball. baseball yeah, yeah. reference. No, it I would say it's similar to stuff like that. Yeah. And it like looks for players' values through that. It's just it's cool. Like it, it's geek stuff. I want to talk about the bench press. All right, talk about the bench press. What what was the questions? What was the question? Oh, about the bench press? <laughs> we're we're not talking about that today. Oh, damn it. I we're talking we about were... what makes a good uh strength program. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. What makes a good strength program? So does benching make a good strength program? No. Yeah, of course it does. It ha- you ha- it has to be in there. So, all right. Let's think about this. Bench pressing has to be in there for a good strength program. Does it depend on the sport though? 
I know the answer to this already. I mean, I would say not really. Not really? <laughs> so if we're just talking strict strength, like you want to be strong, the bench has to be in there. Yeah, I think it depends like a little bit on the sport, but you could come up with a lot of sports and they all are going to have benefits with a bench. With pressing. Yeah. Is there any that like you should, I don't want to say it, push more towards pressing overhead versus? I was going to use this example where, uh, so I just started working with this American canoeist. So he's like a world-class canoe guy, like top five in the world. Whoa, that's neat. Yeah. And I was watching the sport. I met him. He came up here to the gym. Um, we, we went over some videos while I was actually coaching Lucas throwing and just analyzed all the what they do in the water, what they do with the training, what the Germans are doing because they're the best in the world. And, and there's a Brazilian who's also really good. And I was watching it. I'm like, okay. So in my in my mind, I was talking to him, and I'm I'm going. His name's Ian Ross. I said, Ian, I think if it was up to me, I would do dips. I would do uh, like weird one arm reclining rows, uh, a lot of one arm rows, heavy rows with a barbell pull-ups ring pull-ups rope climbs all makes sense yeah sled pull with a with a rope and then i was like honestly i'd probably do a ton of dips and he was like dude actually the germans like their main pressing movement is dips and i was like well i would do dips and i would do decline bench like i would do a ton of like close grip decline bench and he was like dude i never i never thought of that i was like yo if you do like dumbbell neutral grip decline or like even just a traditional close grip decline, it's almost the exact same move. I was going to say, you exposed one of the videos yeah. uh, on the Garage Strength YouTube talks about how, oh, I, you lead in with like, oh, strength coaches are like, this is a bogus movement. Why do it with the yeah. decline bench? And you're like, well, it mimics a dip. And you yeah. like, just think about it where your arms are. Yeah, and I was it's like, the same thing. And it's also like, well, if you have weak triceps, guess what? You should do a decline bench. Yeah. But, yeah, I would say there's almost every – there's very – like, yeah, there's going to be some outliers. Like, I would say with the canoe guy, like, he probably doesn't need to do a flat bench. But he should be doing dips, decline, dumbbell decline, um, you know, high rep dips, ring dips, stuff like that. You know, I – maybe some handstand stuff here and there. But for the most part, I would just say, um, yeah, I mean, dude – Try to right. give me one. Give me one way that that like a press wouldn't work. You know. Yeah. Like no. That's program. what I'm hearing. So a good strength program has a press in it. Yeah. But the press is, you know, meant to fit into the sports peg. Yeah. You're not necessarily like, all right, bench press for everyone. It's like, well, which form of a press? Yeah, that's do we want to use? So yeah. a press needs to be there. Um, is the press there every day, or do you do upper lower splits? Or? I would go upper lower split. Now Lower. I have a silly question since you're talking about a canoeist. Do you have to train the lower? Yeah, because like the uh yes, because I don't know the sport. There's at so all. much force that goes into that like you go into your front leg and you row like you row and you press at the same time. Okay. And while you're doing that, you're in like a split position and you're you're essentially steering the canoe with the paddle but also with what your trunk and your legs your legs are essentially supporting your trunk so it's like your trunk and your legs and the paddle are how you steer okay you only you only paddle on one side so the the other issue here is that 
um, there's there is hip extension and hip flexion throughout the stroke. Understood. So it's like you have hamstring, glutes, you know, not as much quad, but I would do. I told him I was like, dude, I would do a lot of s- split squats, uh, single leg squats, walking lunges, uh, step ups, all that. I have a silly question. Do you consider the Nordic curl or your hamstring pulls a accessory movement or a legit strength movement? I would say it's a legit strength movement because it's so challenging. All right. I agree with you, but I don't count. (laughs) So I think the hard part is because you essentially are isolating. You're isolating so well to one joint, but it's so... In it's so freaking hard to coordinate properly the first couple of times you do it. I have a question about that. So which joint is it coordinated across the one you see specifically? The knee. The knee? Yeah. Then why do so many people have to bend at the hip? Yeah. Because it makes it easier. More of their weight gets uh it, more of their weight goes forward and their hips shoot back so that actually so, lightens the load. All right, so it's a way to make the movement easier to yeah. complete it. But isn't that also a signal to the other, like you do have to have iso- joint area, yeah, like isometric the- actions going on in your hip? Okay, there. so yeah. there is like there the is multi joint. Okay, yeah, 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 that's true. Yes. I was trying to think of that because we, I don't know if we talked about this. It's gonna be a hip. It's gonna be. It's what's crazy with it is it's gonna be hamstrings and your hamstrings. So your hamstrings are responsible for hip extension and knee flexion. And that's what also makes it so hard is the three hamstrings, the, th- the three different muscles that create your hamstring, each one's sort of responsible for a different action. And so to do the knee flexion and keep your hips forward is extremely hard. That's why it's a hard movement. Yeah. It, but that's also why people who are good at it tend to be really fast. I think that a Nordic curl is harder than squatting over 400 pounds. I mean, I would... I would say that's pretty easy to prove that you're probably right. Uh, I honest to goodness feel that. I feel like the no, day that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to transfer the best to sports. Uh huh. It doesn't mean it won't either. But I would say you're probably actually accurate because there's probably a lot more people that can back squat 400 pounds than can do that, and yeah. that are that are exposed to it. That is all. Yeah. Like I even see some of your throwers who squat oh, but, like yeah. 600 pounds die. have to do it like assisted. Yeah, like it's that difficult of a movement right so do you put the nordic curl into a good strength program if you want to be like legit strong or is yeah, that just like a I, I, I monkey think, trip no, like a no, circus you, one you definitely need to put it in i think the hard part is when and then it's also like here here's the challenge is that if i have football players and i'm going to do a technical coordination movement followed by an absolute strength movement I feel like this is what we need in a good strength program right yeah, there, right? <laughs> exactly. It's actually, if you look at the, the template over here on the board. I see it. Day one, day two, and day three. We're actually making that and see how we labeled each exercise. So we're going to we're gonna create this template and people can download it off of the website. All right. So, um, Nice what, little PDF. Yeah. So like even if you see on the left there, the hard part with training football players is that Audio people, it says technical coordination 1A, absolute 2A, trunk 2B, DC 3A. 
Yeah, or accessory. Now, accessory could be. I, I got to come up with a better name for that because I think that I, in that program, I would typically put Nordics. I call them hamstring pulls at three A. The hard part there for me is that I can see a lot better re- reaction from our our let's say football guys um, focusing more on single leg squats mm-hmm. as a two A, and then putting in the hamstring pulls. Oh my goodness! Uh, at three A, and their hamstring pulls will get better, and their single leg squat gets better. And I would be scared to do that the other way around because it's when something's loaded, like like back loaded, like a single leg squat. I don't really want it to happen when they're fatigued at three. Yeah, so that's like my. All right, so there's a reason, even though it is probably the harder movement legit strength is considered like if you want to be in a have a good strength program you're going to attack the nordic curls in some way there i also think dips in the pressing one we were talking about so we got pressing we attacked the legs so all right we decided nordic curls probably harder than squatting 400 pounds maybe even 500 pounds depending on your sizing that's probably where it would be debatable 220 220 you think kilos I think that's where you're going to see guys that, that can squat that much will be able like Sam had never done one uh-huh. and he like cramped up like the first three times he did it. And then finally he could do it and he, he hit it like once his body like neurologically yeah, started like, firing. Like, it. Oh, this is how we're spasming right now to protect, but let us calm down a little. And then they let him go uh-huh. and then he hit the, the movement. So it's like, yeah, he squats 600 pounds Yeah, and so, he's also extremely fast. So I, I think like, yeah, anyway, going off. We of got that. it. It's yeah. around the 500. Probably. So, yeah. All right. So we got strength program. We need a pressing movement in there some way. And we're not. We're nec- all, so if we're on upper body, I actually think oh. what I would do is if you go day two there on the middle. So we start off. Explosive do, or technical coordination. Yeah, so you're either doing an explosive movement or technical coordination. So that's going to be. Upper body. What would that look like? A push press, behind the neck push press. Um uh, a behind the neck jerk, a linebacker jerk, a linebacker power jerk, a linebacker uh, or a behind the neck power jerk. Lower body, what does that look like? Explosive or technical coordination movement? Uh, snatch, clean. Now, explosive would be uh, push ups of boxes, med ball push ups, okay. chaos pushes. And then 2A on that would be an absolute. This is absolute strength. Yeah. So now we get to 2A being absolute strength, and that would be. This is where it's dependent upon the sport. So if I have someone who's a swimmer, 2A will be a pull-up or a rope a climb. Pull, it's a pull movement, yeah. one of the variations. That you, if I have somebody, Do you weight that? Huh? Will you have them do it weighted? Yeah. Yes. Does it depend on the event if they swim? Capa- if they're capable of doing it weighted, I would have okay. them do weighted. 2B would be, if you're a swimmer, 2B would be like a dumbbell press, an easy dumbbell press because your priority is on the pole. If you're a shot putter, 2A is, is going to be a bench press or an incline bench 2b would be an easy back accessory and then i have you know 3a 3b would be a dumbbell movement with some back work and then 4a 4b would be accessory or buys and tries you love your buys and tries yeah i do what's it like having a tricep that's bigger than your bicep (laughs) it's nice it makes you feel good yeah does it it helps your bench press. how does your bicep feel about that uh it's sad yeah Christ. I don't know if any of you have ever noticed or it's like a little inside joke. Dane's triceps are like they're like four times the size. Yeah, and it's just it's 
Sad. Yeah, it's silly. You're not used to seeing that with pe- with. Uh, I've never had big buys. Yeah. They look okay though. When I'm leaner, they look better. Oh. Uh, I think <clears throat> thinking about the upper body stuff, three A and three B being a dumbbell ba- like a dumbbell movement with a mm-hmm. back movement. I believe in that. That's where you really can start to hammer some of your some of your hypertrophy work, and it's like. I, I hate to use this, but I'm going to. It's like the classic, oh, now we're building the armor. No, we're we're adding muscular <laughs> size. We're building the armor to protect the body. Like, it is sort of what's happening. Gotcha. I was actually thinking about armor because remember how I told you I've been playing this video game and Shut it's up. like in this <laughs> epic fantasy world? And I was trying to think, what type of armor would I wear? Would I wear like some heavy clunky metal where I couldn't move or would I be better suited getting like... Kevlar. Well, this is high fantasy. This isn't like science, like dystopian future <laughs> fantasy worlds. And I was thinking I'd probably have to go with like leather because i and just hope oh, er, yeah. and just rely on speed and just be yeah. like yo i'm gonna get behind you and you yeah, can't see me you out of your periphery yeah i'm gonna stab you in the neck <laughs> anyway want, silliness go into the uh the Ooh. athlete day uh so an, so i feel like we went over like what you need daily yeah which varies too and yep. there's this upper lower where we go and then how you do that and we we're starting to get into the weekly stuff, like how you from day one to day two, mm-hmm. which you kind of do two cycles of that in a week, if you will, right? Yeah, that's broken up then by what you were just referencing as an athlete day in some capacity, right? Yes, you can correct me if I'm like no, that's accurate. All right, let's talk about this athlete day because now I think we're getting into what makes a strong, like a good strength program over the course of a week yeah. versus just what you're doing that day yeah and like all right we know we have a press we have a pull all right we're doing a technical coordination movement and we have accessory movements focused around these areas and then everything's filtered through the lens of what are you doing in the sport and how does it impact that yes. all right let's talk about athlete day are we jumping i bet we're jumping you love yeah so i i think describing the athlete day as like remembering that we're not just training weightlifters and we're not just training powerlifters and we're not just training bodybuilders. We're training athletes. So like someone has to be, if they're gaining muscular mass or they're gaining muscular strength, they have to be able to also coordinate at very high speeds. And so that middle day, that, that third day that I will typically use is going to be an athlete day where it's like, all right, now we're going to focus on, um, it's a little bit less abusive as far as loading, but actually loading like force absorption, it can be pretty abusive right. on the joints if they're not prepared for it. And so I, instead of using a technical coordination movement to light up their nervous system, I like to use uh, an unstable uh, situation. So using PVC pipe walks, um, which we're going to have Garage Strength's own black PVC pipe. Really? Yeah, dude, they're... Uh, they're finally coming around. Yes. So nice. Yeah. So figured out that plastic. (laughs) (laughs) Take that Mason. (laughs) (laughs) So I like to start everything with just PVC pipe walks to help with the ankle mobility and a little bit of like the knee tracking. And that really preps uh, everybody to sort of wake up and feel what the positions are going to be in. And then essentially the way I will lay it out in most cases is you're going to do a unilateral jump and you're going to pair that with, uh, a bilateral jump 
Mm-hmm. And then the third group, so 1A would be the unstable PVC white, uh, pipe walks. 2A. Were you experimenting with a slack line a little bit with that too? Yeah, I didn't use it enough though to actually. I think yeah. a slack line would be phenomenal. Yeah, it that's would be tough. Very, very good. One of the hardest things I've ever done on a PVC pipe or like walking on it was squatting on it. Yes. Yep. I remember b- being frustrated when I first got that and, and like. I'm just going to keep doing this till I yeah, can do really it. Yeah, it's really hard because it's, it's, you're just changing the way you're, you're changing. You move forward typically. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really hard. It was rough. I, I There's so many things you can do on it that, that are very, yeah, very like hard. Yeah, like play a game called Rolly Pulley. What's up, Jeff? Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> one of them. Dude, my brother and I were talking. So we used to play uh, this jousting. I don't know if you ever jousted. It's it's essentially like Rolly Are you pulley. talking about like uh, fantasy high epic video no, game? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> So we would stand on milk crates, and I would have, let's say, a climbing rope, and we and you wear gloves, and the climbing rope is loose, but I have the one end, and you have the other end, and you start, and you pull as fast as you can until you bring it, and the rope's, the rope's tight, but then you're, like, pulling like this to try and get the other individual okay. to pull off, off the milk crate. This is co- It's like roly-poly on... Right, but, but it's, it's more stable ground. Yeah, but with a more loose tension yeah very very similar concept and i was telling brooks like dude i should try jousting on pvcs but without the the stick but i think part i think the stick would make roly pulley better than the jousting with the rope because it would almost be too much instability okay so i wanted to i do want to experiment with it anyway that's (laughs) going back to the athlete Athlete day Yeah, going back to the athlete day the instability in in one A lights up the whole the whole day. Then two A and two B are going to be focused on a unilateral jump and a bilateral jump. These will typically be, let's say, uh, single leg mini hurdle hops, something easier, uh, or pogo jumps, bilateral pogo jumps. Easy, you can do fifteen. And it's easy. You're just waking up your foot even more. It's and they're but they are explosive. Yes. Then three A three B is where you want to get a lot of really, really high-end, good explosive work done. So like hurdle hops, seated hurdle hops, double leg bounds, single leg bounds for distance. Um, I call these things champion strides. Uh, um, is that when you start doing the like uh, jump series too? Yeah, yeah. All like really, really challenging jump, crazy series. And then 4A will be sort of like a, a, a step below where we might do like a side kettlebell jump where you jump with the yeah. kettlebell and pause and then you jump and then you drop the kettlebell and you do side jump fast. It's 4A where you recently grew up and we'll put the speed ladder now too. Possibly, yeah. I would I would say 4A actually Haley has uh the speed ladder in 4A. Yeah, I heard only weightlifters do speed ladders here was a little joke. I think Trevor <laughs> made it or something like that. Or you made it or retold it about Trevor making the joke yeah, with it. Yeah, as of right now. Yeah. Well, so well cuz for years you I was anti. Yeah, you, you didn't like it. I have grown up a little. But I, I like the contrast training with them, though. Yeah. That's a big thing. And that, Yeah, and that's where, I mean, like, that's essentially how you, you go day one, day two, day three. Mm-hmm. And then you basically go day one, day two. And then and rest then, up. Yeah, and then that's a block. and that, you do That's that. a week, four weeks, or you repeat it yeah. with the movements. Yep. And then you follow, like, through your, like... What is it like? Comprehension. Yeah, exposure, Ascent, comprehension, all of it. Yeah. yeah, make it happen. Yeah. I all think, right. 
Yeah. One last thing. Okay. This what makes a good strength program over the course of a year, or if you're elite enough and also lucky enough to have athletes, what goes into a quad? I think for a year, the hardest the hardest thing is saying, okay, these are the most important meets throughout the year of competitions throughout a year. I have to work back from these points. And then understanding that like there's going to be sacrifices you have to make in their competitive schedule. There's going to be sacrifices you have to make in their training. And it's, a, it's really understanding like in peak condition, what does that look like? What does that individual look like? You know, is it... Uh, you know, if a running back can is in peak condition, can they go out and run 200 yards and take, you know, carry the ball 30, 30 times and take a beating? Uh, and, and if that's accurate, what do they need? And if you have a shot putter, what does that shot putter look like? What are they feeling? How do you get to that point and work backwards and then do that three times throughout the year? You know, and also know that you need like 97% of their best at times that they're off. And so it's, it's knowing when to have higher volume, higher intensity, you know, or higher volume, lower intensity, whatever. It's knowing when There's to... There's always volume at garage strength. Yes, that's <laughs> that's an accurate statement. Yeah, even when your intensity's up, your volume's still up. And even when your volume's up, your intensity's still up. <laughs> They're like... It's unre- like, oh, we're doing five reps. Yeah, well, you're going to push your five rep one of these <laughs> weeks, too. <laughs> so I, I think it's like... A, to answer that in a year, it's just knowing at what points are you looking for them to be in their in their best, and then how long does it take to go from their best to drop back down and then build that back up? Gotcha. And so it's like it's knowing how long the person adapts. It's knowing what movements they do best with. It's knowing what movements they suck at. It's knowing all that and and what that peak looks like. And I think in a quad, it's it's even greater because you. You have to get there's so much technique stuff involved and uh-huh. and, and that's where it becomes challenging because you don't want to impact technique to a point. Quick interjection. If someone's training for a quad, they're already pretty elite probably. Yeah. Yeah. It's very rare that it's like I'm training for a quad and I, I haven't already established myself as an athlete, I would say. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. So unless there's an off chance that they represent a country where they might have like two people going understood. That's very, very unlikely. Oh, you're not going to see that in the U S I, I just say that to preference, uh, your comment about a lot goes into technique. Yeah. So, that I, so with, with the quad stuff, it's like, all right, what's their job? How are they paying their bills? What's the impact that that's going to have on them? And it's like, all right, each year, that's the most important thing to focus on. Because if we're training for 24, now we're in 22, so we're we're close. But they still have to make it through 23 financially. They still have to make it through 22 financially. It's like if they can't do that, they can't train. Uh-huh. So what are they going to do? How are we going to do that first? And that's something that I think most strength coaches completely miss a boat on. Well, do you think that's because the perception of the Olympics, like to your point, is, is like it? you staring at a TV and like they're pre- – you think the athletes are presented as like like they're making millions? Yeah, like yeah. they're they're these huge stars. Like look at all these eyes on them. But let's be real, like they're not the ones profiting that, off yeah, that. It's like few and far between. Yeah, yeah. No, they're not profiting. There's very. I mean, you take someone like Ryan. That's Krauser, why we need more activist athletes, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. One hundred percent. Because you take someone like Ryan Krauser, who's the best uh, that has ever walked the planet, and that dude might be making two hundred grand. 
maybe. I don't yeah. know. I, let's just pretend he's making a million. He's the best in that field in the history of the world. One in seven point eight billion. Yeah. Or something yeah. like that. However, and we're gonna. That's what our value is. And it's like I know, like there's not a market value on throwing a metal ball far, but he's probably sold his worth in Nike shoes and in gear and all that stuff. Like, dude, people idolize him in the sport. It's like they should be making more money. But anyway, that's how I would set that quad up. Is it goes money, then it goes where are we getting your food from, and then it goes into the planning. Because the planning, the 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 training part is not that challenging. It's more of like. How are you going to deal with your girlfriend or your boyfriend breaks up with you? How are you going to deal with, you know, uh, you lose your job or you need a new job or you have a different thing come up in your job? It sounds like how do you deal with being an adult? Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then how are you going to deal, you know, how you gonna... How good is your organization? Correct. That's a I mean, yes. <laughs> Earl's the master organizer. I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't think you're the greatest organizer, but I think you're better than 99% of people. Oh, that's pretty good. Top 1%. I'm a 1%er <laughs> in the organizational I field. I think because so many people are completely either they're either completely unaware. What must it be like being the best organizer in the or, like have the best I wonder who that is. I think it's paralyzing. Oh I think God. I think you're yeah. you're probably somebody who actually struggles with your life. Who, oh, not me. Not you. Oh, that person? Yeah, if, because they are so organized that they become I feel like there's a YouTube channel in there. Probably, yeah. They become disorganized if something gets thrown at them that's out of the extraordinary. Most organized person in the world. <laughs> I have all these like scenarios I'm running sure through my head. I'm sure their house is probably... <laughs> Oh my goodness! Ridiculous. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, filing cabinets. Everywhere. Could you imagine going into their Google Drive? Oh jeez. <laughs> I mean, I can only imagine going into my Google Drive, which is just a total disaster. The color coding and oh, things yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh man. All right, Dane. You, I think you did a good job on what makes a good strong strength program. I hope, I hope that benefits somebody. Yeah. You want to be strong, strong. Follow along. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's look at these uh, YouTube community questions. We started from Nate. Oh, that was an easy one. Hello, Nate. Nate, way to be real creative. You can choose any name you want, and you probably went with the ones your parents chose. Good job, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, that's good. Yeah. There's shocking little information about developing a program for soccer performance. How would you approach soccer to improve performance? Um, you have to have a program out there yeah, already. We have, a, we have a soccer program. We do. Okay. Uh, so you can head over to garagetrank.com and pick up our soccer program, but I would also recommend a ton of single leg stuff. You don't have to get super huge with your upper body, but I do recommend doing upper body work. Um, single leg work, power cleans, full cleans, you know, power snatches. You don't have to do full snatches. Um, walking lunges, sled work, uh, groin, a lot of groin work. Um, I, I think soccer is like the most outside of baseball it's probably the most poorly developed in the strength world i think baseball does a decent job with like specific mechanical work but they do a terrible job with the structure around the mechanical work and i think that soccer is a very close second um because i always argue this dude tell me if you have saquon barkley playing soccer you're telling me he wouldn't be a good soccer player oh he'd probably He'd kill people. Yeah. Like, it would be so fun to I'm watch I'm just it. imagining, like, because he's short, right? Like, yeah. he's not, like, 
He's six not, foot. No, he's probably five ten. So I'm. Th- oh, I was thinking like a beefier Messi. Yeah, just coming through. Think about that. That'd be freaking crazy. <laughs> Fast as hell. Yeah, I've always felt like that's how they should really be training. It's like running backs and safeties. Sean Taylor playing freaking soccer. Yeah. Can they hold up though for the like 10k, 7k worth of running? I I think throughout they, the I think they the 60. I, I think that's the, where it's like you have somebody who's like a safety. 90 minutes, 90 minutes. But you have a safety in there. The safety could handle it. Absolutely could yeah. handle it. I'm sure they could. They'd figure out a way. That yeah, you're elite. You tend to be able to yeah, finagle you, elite some other yeah, place as well exactly. too. All right, this is a rusty one. I wonder what's rusty. <laughs> Maybe it's a rusty trombone. Yeah, I was just going to say that. <laughs> All right. I'm a personal trainer and strength coach on the smaller side, 5'8", 140 pounds. How do I get potential clients and athletes to listen when I'm not a roided-up influencer hawking supplements? Ouch. Ooh, that's tough. I mean, Well, how much do you lift? Yeah, that's what I would say would be, you know, Jake's uh, uh, pretty similar to that, 155 pounds. But I think the difference there is Jake can do crazy stuff Snatch, back yeah. squat, front squat. He's strong. Also, backflip back onto flips, a twenty-inch yeah. bar. <laughs> Absurd jumps, and that's where like being lighter, you know, doesn't mean it. It, it means that you actually could do crazy pull-ups. You know, post videos of you doing like five triples on a pull-up or whatever yeah. with like a hundred pounds around your waist. That's where you can really be bene- like be beneficial. You could do a pistol squat holding a hundred-pound plate or something. That's maybe not that much, but you you do stuff that's that's caters towards relative strength, and people will notice. And at the same time, you just try and offer tips to others on, on social media. Yeah, I'm saying if I'm in a gym and I watch a 140 pound person bench press 315, I know like whoa, wow, yeah, or do dips with 100 yeah. pounds. You know, they're doing it. You know, I mean, even more than that. Yeah, you you hit a big dip. You do wow. a couple reps. I've done a dip with over 100 pounds, only having one pec. You don't understand. How hard dips are with only one pack. With only like one, you realize it's not just a tricep exercise. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's funny. The so last exercise I was able to do after like it healed on its own was a dip. Okay. Like body weight movement. Yeah. Thank you, CrossFit for yeah, that. So to answer Rusty's question, yeah. that's where I would Rusty go. Rusty one. Yeah. All right. That's, that's what it. we got for today. Do a bunch of heavy dips. Make sure that you're programming well and know that those three layouts of day one, day two, day three, athlete days, day three. Until next time, peace. Later.